Good afternoon and welcome to Auto Retail Live. It is the next in our regular series of quarterly briefings looking at the automotive retail uh, scene in the UK. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to take part and question our panel, uh, make some points uh, and raise any issues about uh, the quarter three data and sales. If you'd like to take part, quite simply, you need to enter your question on screen, send it through to us, uh, and Tristan uh, will filter the questions through to me, or you can use the hashtag ARNLive. So without more ado, I'd like to introduce our panel uh, this afternoon. Uh, it is We have with us uh, Robin Luscombe, a welcome return to you uh, from Luscombe Suzuki, uh, and also with uh, MG and Mitsubishi, Mike Jones, the chairman of ASE, and Sue Fish, uh, head of new cars for Auto Trader. Um, exciting to have good news for once. Let's start with you, Mike. Uh, we had the news from the SMMT yesterday. The July data showed growth, a little bit up. Thank heavens. Of course, the year still down overall. But what's your take, having had a few hours to digest and think about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, undoubtedly, um, uh, since we uh, opened up in England and, and actually in, in, in uh, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland as well, we've seen some very strong demand, some very um, uh, strong pent-up customer demand that is now translating itself into increased sales. Um, the July um, number, the July increase is one where I can honestly say that where people mix the word registrations and sales, they are actually correct. We see, saw an increase in genuine sales as well as just an increase in registrations. Um, level of private business was was up, which was which great to see, and also the level of month end registrations was down slightly year on year. So it wasn't just a industry induced push to give us a good news story. We were running that percentage ahead all the way through the month, and it was very pleasing to see us close it out. and And it does reflect um, uh, strong trading that's going on at this particular moment in time. And certainly needed uh, right now with the with the year, if you like, in the state that it is, and and probably we're going to end about thirty percent down. Is is that the current the way it's looking at the moment overall? Uh, that's the SMMT's forecast year that they uh, they revised and put out, and and, and profitability wise, I've just gone out today with the the results for the second quarter, which shows a big loss for for, for retailers. Albeit there is the opportunity, even if they just match the last year for the second half, for us to make a profit um, in 2020, which, whilst not where many retailers want, is a uh, is a good result if you compare it to what's going on in in some of the other sectors in the uh, in the economy. You're with the Auto Retail Network Quarter 3 Briefing. If you have a question or a point you'd like to raise with us, please feel free to do so. Uh, you can do that by entering your question here in the webinar or uh, using social media with the hashtag ARNLive. Sue, Sue Fish is head of new cars for Auto Trader. Sue, the numbers suggest from actual retail uh, that uh, demand is returning. Are you seeing that online as well? Yeah, very much so. So looking as we came out of lockdown, we had 20 million visits on site in um, June and then encouragingly into July, we had a record all time traffic. So 64.4 million visits to make that a big number kind of more more palatable. That's 2.1 million visits a day. Um, I think if we look across all metrics, whether that be ad views, leads, visits, it's all record breaking at the moment um, across new and used. So definitely seeing those strong, those strong um, trends coming through. 
we have this this strange situation that we were we need to be moving towards lower emission vehicles there is a huge push for electrification uh, for plug-in hybrids and so on and then we have the news that actually um uh, ice technology internal combustion engine prices are going uh, going going up what what's going on what are you seeing yeah, exactly. So yeah, the latest data we just re released shows that um, we've had four months now of price growth on used cars um, with the highest rate since August 2018 in July at 4.6%. So it's looking very strong, which makes sense from a from a demand and supply point of view. But as you said, when you break that down and look at the split, petrol and diesel are what are driving that. So we've got 5.6% growth on petrol, diesel similar, slightly behind. But we're seeing a drop when it comes to um, EVs and AFEs. So their EVs, for example, are 4.3 back. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? All our research prior to lockdown, we talked about there being interest in the market. Through lockdown, a lot of people joked about um, it being better for the environment with less travel and everyone was feeling good about the environment. But the the results that we see are that people have resorted to type and have gone to um, gone back to what they're most comfortable with. Interesting. Robin Luskin from Luskin Motors, let's, let's turn to you in the showroom. What's what's the experience been for you sort of coming through and coming out of lockdown? Well, we're very busy. It's been, uh, it's been good. It's been amazing, really. The, uh, the demand has been for cars. But just following on there about the uh, petrol and uh, electric argument, people want value. People... Uh, there's people that are looking to downsize or people that are new to the market that have had public transport uh, in the past. And one of the reasons why the used EVs won't be doing as well is because they're more expensive and people are looking for uh, affordable transport um, yeah. and affordable payments. And the, the new EV buyer is okay because he's prepared to, to pay for the privilege and sees the long-term benefits of EV, the used car buyer, which is the vast majority of the buyers that are out there at the moment, are looking for something that's affordable, um, easy, convenient, safe. You know, So that's, I think, where the, the petrol and diesel market is so strong. And are you seeing from, from your, your customers that, that they are, this is a reaction to, to COVID? So the, you, you reference their public transport and people anxious about using public transport. Are customers coming in and actively looking for a car to use in place of public transport? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I won't say that that's the sole reason. It's not the sole reason why we've been so busy. Um, one of the other reasons why we're so busy is because people can't spend money on holidays. Um awful lot of people with more money than they did because they've got nothing else to spend it on and they want to spend something they want to feel good so they're going out buying a car mike a question from um, steve tompkinson host steve uh, from maserati uh, he says is the joy figure just pent-up demand i guess is an element of that mike but is it just that um i think it's uh, th there is some pent-up demand um absolutely but I sort of um, uh, I would um, echo what uh, what Robin said. There's, we've seen a, a a new source of demand. I mean, we we watched it come around the globe because we saw it um, first in our sort of Chinese office and in every market since. Um, we've seen two areas of the the industry sort of explode as we come out 
of, uh, of, of lockdown. The first is the sort of super luxury sector where people have got more money and they've got bored and they might die sooner. So they've gone and bought themselves a toy that they've maybe been promising themselves for a while. And, and the second sector is, is at the lower end where people are very much scared of, of public transport um, and, and, and they, they want a, their own personal mobility solution. And that feeds all the way through. Um, I mean, I'm um, uh, currently in, in the centre of Manchester, and you just look on the buses, the trains, there's nobody on them, but there's still people starting to move around. So I, th I think we're seeing new sources of demand as well as pent-up demand. Um, there's no sign that that demand at the moment from the sort of the, the detailed um, uh, analytics is, is dropping off. Um, uh, it, it, it seems to be sort of solid as we move into Q3. So are we seeing those uh, that interest turning into uh, leads turning into business from from that huge volume of traffic that you're seeing is it is it all flowing as it should do yeah, I think um, the, what we're seeing from the, the leads that we're generating, um, we're seeing really strong match rates, so stronger than stronger we'd normally see, and also more leads. And I think a lot of that is down to people need, normally we talk about walk-in traffic and that we won't see a large proportion of people submitting leads in advance, whereas now we're getting great visibility because people need to submit a lead, especially a phone call um, to qualify before they actually come in. So by the time people are turning up at site, they're really well qualified them, themselves, so they are turning. They, you know, they're hard leads. They're waiting. They're ready to. They're ready to buy. So, yeah, we're very much seeing that too on site. And and are those leads being being handled? Because I mean, we all go to the expense, uh, considerable expense and time to generate them. But are they then being used effectively at the moment? Yeah, that's one of the biggest issues we're seeing at the moment. So we're seeing, I suppose it makes a lot of sense with, uh, Robin mentioned how busy busy everyone is. And with so many sites still not at full capacity because of furlough, um, we're seeing a huge drop off in terms of, you know, of leads being answered and leads being um, responded to. So that is definitely the biggest challenge, I think, that people are facing at the moment, handling the demand. You're watching all the Auto Retail Network Quarter 3 briefing. Thank you for joining us. If you have a, a comment or a question uh, you'd like to put to any of our panellists, please feel free uh, to get in touch by putting a question in the in the box on the webinar or the hashtag ARNLive. Uh, we're going to take a slight side turning. I've got a specific question for Mike. Um, Mike, your fan club are out. Alan McIntosh from the John Clark Group asks... Um, here we go. Is HMRC, the taxman, already starting audits of the job retention scheme furlough, the furlough scheme? We, have we seen any of those audits yet? Um, I haven't, we haven't been involved in any of the audits yet, but we have been involved with retailers in prepping for the audit. The uh, um, HMRC are very much looking at the moment for uh, whistleblowing. Uh, they are actively encouraging people who have been furloughed, who have been providing services or, or, or doing work to um, uh, let them know. Um, they're publishing lots of, uh, they're almost um, asking people to self-check and there's lots of guidance going onto the website at the moment about what to do if you have mistakenly overclaimed um, uh, on your furlough payment. So uh, we haven't um, uh, directly been involved in any HMRC visits, albeit we've 
started doing retailer visits to prep people and check the paperwork and all that sort of stuff, because it's undoubtedly going to come. The HMRC has been in a very strange position um, uh, for the last few months, and they've been giving money out rather than assuming that we've all been taking it and, and go running around trying to get it back. Um, they will soon revert to type, uh, and they will be, be looking to um, uh, make sure the taxpayers got value out of the scheme and people have followed the rules. And as with all this sort of stuff, it's about the paperwork and what the paperwork says. Thanks, Mike and uh, Alan. Thank you very much for your for your question, uh, Robin. Let's let's go back back to the back to the main the main thrust of our, our discussion this afternoon in terms of, of quarter three and then looking forward. Um, what's what's the supply of used been like coming through for you in the showroom? Have you been able to get sufficient stock, or have you been working through what you have and you're now now sort of moving back into buying again? Uh, it's been very difficult. Um, Used cars have been selling, we haven't been generating enough. And uh, the secret of getting by through this period has been trying to find the right cars at the right price. Um, there isn't a silver bullet, there isn't an easy answer. You've just got to work a lot harder to find the cars. <laughs> and the harder you work, you know, it pays off, it works, but it's, it is hard work. In terms of, I guess, one of the routes of supply, of course, is cars coming off fleet. That, that's that been disrupted slightly with COVID, but it seems to be getting back on stream. Are you seeing fleet vehicles, ex-fleet vehicles rather, available, or, or are they still not coming through? They're starting to come through, but they're not coming through in sufficient volume for the price to be sensible. You know, one of the problems is it's okay buying cars that are very expensive, um, but we have to be mindful that the wonderful holiday period that we've been in with the price of cars and the demand and everything else won't last. And you've got to make sure that you don't end up with a load of overpriced, overage cars when the job turns a little bit nasty, when everybody says it's going to turn nasty come quarter four. So uh, I've never been one to overpay for cars um, and I haven't broken my rule. And does does that mean, in terms of the from from pricing point of view, prices are staying firm? Because obviously we've we've seen a, a big growth here in diesel and petrol, but but is that enabled? You're able to hold those prices going out through retail. Uh, the price is going out for retail. The big thing that's changed is that the price is the price, um, and customers are getting used to the fact that, or they've been made to get used to the fact that when they ask for discount. We just shake our heads and, you know, with all the digital marketing that's going on, if somebody's actually inquired about your car, they know how much it is and they know it's well-priced and they know it's it's the right car at the right price. So don't expect anything knocking off. And actually, once the salesman, everybody's got confidence with that, it works um, and it's actually quite good. So thinking about um, the, the new car, uh, or the, about the demand for cars and inquiries, Simon Oldfield um, has a question. Hello, good afternoon, Simon. Um, is uh, our inquiry rates, is the demand uh, specific to a brand uh, or is it across everything? What, what is it you're seeing so far? 
Yeah, so I think I saw some of the detail there. So I think he talked about um, yeah, premium versus um, volume. And certainly through through lockdown, we saw premium re um, recover much quicker. However, once volume started to recover, it, it caught up quickly. So it's probably slightly behind, but it's still it's still recovered well. Um, and I know I think we're seeing strong levels of strong levels of demand across across all brands. Um, there are certain volume brands that really are high, you know, standing out quite significantly in terms of doing things but then equally you know look at the german marks and, and there there's some incredible performances there um especially audi jumps out to me as someone who's doing particularly well at the moment with um with inquiries and volume so no i don't think it's down to to, to brands from anything that we can see thank you if you have a question you'd like to raise or a point you'd like to make please feel free uh you're more than welcome to send it via uh, social media using the hashtag arn live or you can enter your question or comment in the dialogue box. Uh, Emily Booth uh, from BMW. Uh, good afternoon, Emily. Thank you for your question. Uh, Robin, what's staff sentiment like at the moment? Are they happy campers or do you need to chivvy them along? Uh, I think they're very happy. Um, one of the things that's been quite surprising is when we came back in May, we came back with a very small workforce. Um, and so everybody was mugging in and doing a bit of everything. And it's um, it's quite a good you know it's quite a good way. Everybody's sort of friendly. Everybody's helping each other. There's no that's not my job or that's somebody else's job because there's not enough people here. And that's sort of continued. And because it's been busy, and people are all you know technicians are busy, parts people are busy, salesmen are busy, everybody's busy. Uh, people don't tend to to moan really you know everybody's busy and that breeds a, a happy camp when everybody's busy it's when it goes quiet and people are sat around in corners having meetings and whinging and moaning that because they've, they've got no to do that's when uh, people get a bit unhappy so it's been good where, where does that leave you then for sort of summer summer season because we know we're, we're, we're in august now and people often thinking of holidays and stuff are, are you have you changed the way that you're working through are you you got the, the people in the same or are people heading off on holiday uh well fortunately there's not many places they can go on holiday um so yeah the people that came back first uh in uh may and june get the first pick of holidays the people obviously we've still got a couple of part-timers and a couple of other people that are still furloughed because unfortunately we've realized we've probably and the customer expectation is a bit lower at the moment and the manufacturer expectation is a bit lower so we don't need the box tickers um and, and so holidays we're getting by and people understand that you know somebody that's been back since may or middle of middle of april in some cases uh deserve a holiday because they've been busy and people that have come back later understand that you know i've just had two months off so i don't need a you know i don't need a holiday just at the moment and there's nowhere to go anyhow so uh, we'll just carry on and we'll see you know i'm guessing that we'll some people will want a bit of extra pay for not taking holidays and the way it's going we can probably afford that you, you mentioned manufacturers there which which opens the door for me to reference the, the mitsubishi which has been in the news of course recently you have a, a mitsubishi franchise uh, within your group um what's your reaction and, and how are you seeing the future uh, moving on from mitsubishi 
well, Mitsubishi is a very, very strong after-sales franchise. That's one of the key things about the Mitsubishi franchise. That's going to carry on. Uh, Mitsubishi sales are going to slow up, but they've got 15,000 cars, I understand, um, either here or on the way. So that's going to keep us going for a while. Um, in that time, Colt Car Company may find something else. We might find something else. There's, there's time. But uh, the immediate thing is just not really to panic. Keep going with after sales, which is good. Sales will inevitably slow off over a period of 12 months, but it's not slowed off yet. In fact, we've been busy since the news 10 days ago. We've probably sold as many Mitsubishis or probably more since then as in the week 10 days before. So it's not... It's not a big panic for me. It's a bigger panic for somebody that's a soulless Mitsubishi dealer that's been doing Mitsubishi for a long time. That's that's very difficult for them to swallow, but they do have time to come up with an alternative. Mike, from a bigger perspective, is this the start of, I mean, the doomsayers have said, you know, the brand reshuffle. There isn't room in the market for all these brands. Is, is this the first sign of it or is it something else? I think it's potentially the first sign of it. And we've seen consolidation amongst the ownership of brands. We've seen shared platform. The R&D costs are huge and, and, and brands need to share that out across multiple vehicles. And I was expecting them in the UK to, to, to do that with, with the three brands just, just sharing some of the platforms. But um, uh, the Alliance have clearly chosen to, for Renault to concentrate on, on Europe and um, uh, Mitsubishi back to the home market and um, uh, Nissan um, uh, in North America as well as um, uh, in, in the sort of uh, east. So it is the first sign of that. Um, the extent to which we'll see it amongst other brands or whether we'll just get platform sharing, we'll, we'll have to see. But everybody's looking to cut costs at the moment. It's, it, it's cost of fortune as we've gone through the pandemic and, and, um, uh, and the brands were already having to make huge investment as we move on this journey to EV. So, so no, it is it, it is definitely a time of flux. I feel um, uh, for a lot of the Mitsubishi network, and, and we're working with some of them to find alternative solutions. Um, uh, but as Robin said, you know, as, as we sit here in the here and now, people need to concentrate on making as much money as they possibly can, whilst also having an eye to the future. And, and on that, on that making making money now, obviously the value of, of um, petrol and diesel is high, and therefore the, there is a, an opportunity. So presumably there is a, a chance to, to to build a little bit of cash in reserve for perhaps tougher times ahead. Yeah, I mean, everybody should be um, uh, concentrating now on, on making as much as they can out of this great market that we're currently in. We don't know how long it's going to last, um, uh, and people need to be making sure that they are answering all the leads, doing all the basics, the thing that we know that, we, uh, know that we've got to do to, to maximize the profit. Now, after sales, there's huge pent-up demand. Um, with all the cars that weren't serviced during uh, the lockdown and the MOTs, we need to get those through and done. And new and used is is, is phenomenally mm. strong as well. So, so people absolutely need to be sort of making hay um, uh, now, with a view to we're not quite sure what's going to happen in Q4 and, and Q1 of next year. You're watching the quarter three briefing from the Auto Retail Network. Uh, Joining us today, if you've uh, just joined us, we have Mike Jones, the chairman of ASC Global. We have Sue Fish from Auto Trader uh, and Robin Luscombe from Luscombe Motors. Uh, Mike, before we move on to other things, interesting question. Um, 
What's the OEM pressure like at the moment, if there is uh, OEM pressure trying to go through the market? Because as you said earlier, there didn't seem to be a lot of activity at the end of July, sort of pushing uh, cars on. Uh, was that just a, a strange month or, or, or is, there a, is there a different attitude now from manufacturers? Um, as we went through the lockdown, we saw um, people, uh, the brands basically removed targets um, uh, and, and people were selling what was what was available. And um, uh, we're start absolutely seeing uh, targets creep back in. It's very, very brand specific, but some of the brands are being really quite um, uh, optimistic with regards to how many cars they're looking to get out over the second half of this year. Now, for retailers, whilst it's a short-term headache, at the end of the day, we make money out of um, uh, selling and then ultimately servicing those cars. So, so it, it is a positive for the brands to be to be looking to get a load of cars out there. Some of it depends on supply. Some of the brands are very much restricting um, uh, supply to, to the vehicles that they make the most money out of. But we are definitely seeing a, um, a ramp up in, in the expectations, uh, a ramp up in the supply of vehicles. And, and, and there are some relatively uh, eye-watering targets coming out of some of the brands. Um, uh, and I, I hope they hit them. There was a there was an interview yesterday with Andy Barrett uh, from Ford, and and he was alluding to the fact that um, it's only really now, as in four months on from March, that that Ford have been able to start clearing their way through um, the backlog of orders from March. Uh, so is, is that something you think is is reflected across the rest of the market as well, or or would that be unique to Ford? No, no, that's reflected across everybody. I mean, it, you know, from, from a, a UK motor trade point of view, we shut down at the worst possible time. You know, we were three weeks into our busiest month of the year. Um, there were so many deliveries to do over the, the, the uh, um, uh, that last week of March, and we just it started to grind to a halt and then just stopped. Um, uh, customers have a desire for vehicles. People have got all excited about the uh, the cars that they've got coming, and we're, st we're, we're seeing those cars now, now drip into the market, along with the demand of people who would have been changing now anyway um, uh, so no it's, it's it's no way unique to Ford we're seeing that across the uh, across the industry and what about that that mean what does that mean for stock I mean you, know, you can go online and see the usual conspiracy theorists of, of airfields full of cars which are then usually debunk fairly quickly but but is there a case where there is a, a large supply on the ground um, that, that is being managed uh, through or, or is that not the case well, the other week I was over. Uh, I went uh, away for a week in, in in Devon, and so went over the bridge over the M5. And there were plenty of cars and vans that were sitting at the docks there. Um, and I've seen um, uh, on one of the Auto Trader webinars some, uh, photos of uh, of some of the airfields, etc. So there are there are there, there are large numbers of vehicles um, uh, in certain categories and then there's shortages in others. But but that's what we always face. Um, uh, and it's very brand specific. And uh, and everybody's working hard to get those vehicles through and get those customers handed over. Because it's one of the interesting things from my point of view is it, 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 all of the customers want to be treated differently. Everybody has a different risk, risk appetite. Everybody wants a different handover. So we're having to work with those customers as to how they want to have the car handed over uh, uh, and, and how they want their vehicle um, uh, whether that's a collection and delivery or whether they actually want to come to the showroom, et cetera. So there's a lot of work going on in the industry to try and get those cars out. But there's, you know, sort of recurring, returning to the theme that we've been talking about all the way through. There's plenty of demand out there. Robin, question from Victoria Lyle. Uh, hi, Victoria. Thank you for your question. Uh, are you spending on marketing at the same levels? Are you still got your kind of 100 uh, percent level of marketing or have you changed it? Uh, I've changed it. Um, when we went into lockdown, that I could stop, stopped. 
uh, as we've come out, um, we uh, we are slowly increasing it. But fortunately, during the the basic stuff that we were doing anyhow, we've managed to generate the business because we're established, because we're across somewhat I view auto traders working well for us. Um, we've just started to slightly increase and because there is a demand there and there is an opportunity did well with a, with an EDM that we sent out uh, six weeks ago um, to the database. We weren't sure about that, but it worked. It's, it, so it's something that you have to be frightened of. There is there is strong demand out there, so you need to be matching it, uh, small budget stuff on Facebook. So it's all very, very targeted, very controlled, no big spend. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're quite optimistic. We've got sort of plenty more big ideas. And I did, we launched a new website in the middle of lockdown that um, we've been working on for 12 months, which is doing really well. Um, so there's obviously a lot of money has gone into that. So yeah, you've got to, still got to be in the game. You've still got, to, you know, speculate and accumulate. Old saying. Mike uh, Dallas, uh, hi Mike. He's got a question uh, asking if more people are buying using online. So during this lockdown, you reference Robin that you've launched a new website. Are, are you seeing more people using it and and the transactions coming that way? Unfortunately, it looks like, rather ironically, uh, we have lost Robin online um, at that very point uh, of question. Now, um, perhaps, Sue, you'd like to pick up the reins on that one, because uh, it's, 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 I guess, obvious that when the showrooms were closed because of COVID-19, online was the only way. But I wonder whether people have carried on uh, and it's the start of a, an evolution towards more online transaction. Yeah, I think um, it will certainly speed speed us up in that direction, won't it? I think we, we can see plenty of evidence of people um, really planning for their car online and doing all that kind of pre-qualification stuff so that when they come into showrooms, they're well qualified. But I do think that there is still a strong desire from people to have that physical contact at the end. And of course, we're going to see trends where people um, will be trialing that more and more, but that that need to come and see the car and have a have a face-to-face, -face, I think we'll, we'll stay, we'll stay as a clear trend for a long time yeah mike um, another question um that's that's come through is the re the recent reassessment of um businesses by dealer groups probably caused by covid obviously ah. it's, it's long overdue but is that is that going to is that going to change business going forward I mean, for me, certain trends have accelerated that we were already seeing um, uh, prior to lockdown. Um, uh, people have had a lot of thinking time and they've been able to look at their um, the rep physical representation that they've got, uh, how which way the brand's moving, how we're, um, uh, they're looking to uh, to service the market area. And, and that has resulted in, a, in, in certain dealerships not opening or... or, or um, uh, sort of, yeah, not reopening post post lockdown. That was happening anyway. Certainly among, uh, among some of the volume brands, we were we were absolutely seeing that. Um, uh, I think COVID's just accelerated it slightly, uh, and it's as it's accelerating a variety of other trend, trends we've got. Whether that's sort of digital adoption and um, uh, the, the the new way the customer wants to to interact with us, or um, uh, you know, sort of th th this brand consolidation, network consolidation piece. 
You're watching the quarter three briefing from the Auto Retail Network. Uh, next week, I'm talking about future developments and the future of finance following the announcement um, by the FCA with their recent report. Uh, you can book now and join by clicking on the button uh, further down the screen uh, for our next webinar, when we'll be joined by the CEO of Ivendi, James Chu, Mike Pierce, uh, the Managing Director of Sitna Finance, uh, Neil Pickles from RSM Risk Assurance uh, will be joining us for a webinar looking at uh, the, the, the can-dos and the can-dos uh, and some of the issues around the future of automotive finance. If you would like to join us for that webinar, you can register now by uh, clicking on the button. Um, I think we have Robin has rejoined us. Uh, I'm delighted. We lost you um, for a little while. Um, Ten years in business, uh, Robin, now. I, I noticed that uh, you, you've hit your decade um, and celebrating with uh, with Luscombe Motors. Um, the future for you, MG going well for you, um, Suzuki doing well, obviously some transition for Mitsubishi. How are you seeing your planning for, for the future? Suzuki's good. It's, it's going through a transition period, but by the end of this year, it will be fully hybrid. Um, the problem will deal with that. It's uh, it'll be okay. Long term, uh, well, I'm fifty-nine on Tuesday, so actually, I have a different view. Just thinking about making sure that I'm all right and turning off. Um, we we worried about all cars being electric and autonomous and everything. I won't be here, but certainly for the next five years. I'd been a problem at all i think we're going to be busy which is which is good which is good to hear um mike question from graham fulmer uh, good afternoon graham um in reference actually to the fca who says to what extent might the announcement affect used car values in in the coming quarters um i guess the dealers will probably be looking to adjust their profit pools towards chassis profit yeah, I mean, it was always a, um, uh, to a certain extent, a, um, uh, a moving feast as to whether people recognised the profit in metal, in finance, or sort of other uh, add-ons, or in the part exchange that came in. I mean, most of the franchise retailers had already moved away from this. Um, uh, in any case, so it's more of a sort of non-franchised um, issue, and, and the retailers will, you know, ultimately be looking to ensure that they maintain their profit margins. Um, so that variable commission piece will will disappear. So I'm, I'm sure that's within certain businesses, um, uh, they will look to to go to a greater metal margin. Uh, or be harder on the the part exchange that they've got coming in. Albeit that um, uh, you know, we, at this particular moment in time, we do absolutely need to be uh, hunting down those part exchanges so that we've got um, uh, desirable used car stock coming in that we can then ultimately uh, retail. Quarter three, 2020. It's going to be interesting. We've seen a growth uh, in July. Wait to see what August is, and we're building towards September. Um, Let's take a, a quick trot around our panelists and ask them finally for our tips going forward. So let's start with you, Sue, if we can. What would your your uh, tip this afternoon be in terms of practical things to do as we head through quarter three? 
Yeah, I think to quote um, a good colleague of mine um, the other day, he said, um, fix the roof while the sun is shining. And I think it goes without saying that digital forecourt is more important than ever. Everybody's making sure that they're dressing their cars really well. Um, but the bit we've really got to focus in on to make the most of Q3 is that lead management process. So we're getting that bit right, but making sure that we're qualifying those leads and actually turning them into sales. Okay, qualification lead management. Robin, what's your tip? Uh, just be positive. People out there wanting to buy cars, don't get negative. Doubt. People buy cars, be enthusiastic. Sell plenty of cars. The positive vibes are, are bounding through the internet from uh, from Yorkshire. Thank you for that, Robin. And Mike? Um, yeah, I think it's about maximising all the opportunities that are out there at the moment. Um, as Sue said, we need to be making sure that we handle the leads correctly. We've seen um, uh, that all the way through the crisis, actually, the, the customers have been wanting to engage with, with, with dealerships online. We need to make sure we're absolutely handling those, and we need to make sure that we're ramping the service department because there's a huge after-sales opportunity out there at the moment. Um, and that, as we all know, really does help pay the bills. Optimism and positivity, that's what we're known for in the motor industry, uh, facing the quarter three uh, opportunity. Thanks to our guests, to Mike Jones at ASE, to Robin Luscombe from Luscombe Motors, uh, and to Sue Fish from Auto Trader. A reminder that the uh, next webinar you can see is on the FCA report, The Future of Finance. Um, I've actually made a mistake. You can't register from the webinar here. You can go to the Auto Retail uh, Live website, uh, ARN's website and under the live tab there is a link where you can click to register for that. On behalf of the team from Tristan and Francis at Auto Retail Network, thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Uh, if you would like to share this uh, broadcast with your colleagues, it will be available in the next hour uh, for them to see again. Thank you to our guests and good luck in the showroom. See you next time.